0: Back, I want to start out by thanking. I had received six or seven little bomb bomb videos. That's what we were talking about yesterday and, uh, on the podcast, and we're talking about that today as well. Ideas um, that you guys can use to supplement your proactive lead generation efforts. Bomb bomb, we've been big advocates of for a long time just because we like the format. Um, honestly it's the re- we like the simplicity of it and it does such a great job reinforcing your actual proactively generation efforts that we teach you at the car- core of our coaching program so thank you for those of you who sent the videos um, and yes please continue to send us your videos as you guys have become are becoming more comfortable creating those videos by the way one of our um, She's sort of our evergreen superstar here, Colette McDonald. She does bomb-bomb videos at really the heart of her business. She does bomb-bomb videos for everything and has nothing but good reports talking about all the results that she gets. What it is mostly is it combining what people want, an ease of communication, but also the visual of hearing, you know, the whole thing of watching a video. It stimulates the brain and makes you feel more connected to the speaker on a higher level. So, Julie, welcome to today's podcast.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to join you on this, as usual, and I'm looking forward to continuing this discussion of videos. As I said yesterday, I'm a big believer in this because it causes agents to take a lot more action a lot more frequently. And, of course, that's leading to profitability, and there's, there's just different flavors of that. Um, we were talking about all of the different categories you can use these videos, some of them speaking to multiple people, like your database, Some of the videos you can use for an individual, like welcoming somebody to your office that you haven't met yet or a referral connection, something of that nature. I've seen videos used to confirm appointments, to confirm closings. So that's the individual level. It's really endless the ways that you can use these videos. So looking forward to that.
0: Yes. So um, remember, listeners, if you have not yet requested your free coaching call if you've not downloaded your real estate treasure map. Um, we're doing this podcast live now. It's a couple of weeks before Christmas 2019. But if you're listening to us five years from now, you're listening to this podcast, please remember that you can do your real estate treasure map, your business plan at any time. Don't just wait for the beginning or the end of the year. Matter of fact, when Julie and I were in real estate, we did not run our business plan from January to January. What I mean specifically is we would start our business plan, our fiscal year would start essentially in June, and we'd end it in June. Now, why did we do it that way? Because what happened, when we realized this after selling real estate for a long time, is if we started the year, our fiscal year, during a slower time of the year and ended in a slower time of the year, our natural production would follow a bell curve. But if we instead, and this is all psychological, really, at the end of the day, there's no, like, you know, financial reason to do it this way, but psychologically this helped Julie and I to stay more consistent, is what we did instead is we started the year during the very, you know, start of when we were selling real estate in Ohio, during the start of what really was the great selling season in June, and then what we did is we would end in June of the following year. And, again, the reason we did that is because we wanted to end at a high point in you know, begin at a high point versus where most of you guys are doing it. So no matter when you're listening to this podcast, remember getting your real estate treasure map done, which is your fill-in-the-blank business and life plan, is critical that you have that. And after you get it done, and it's intentionally supposed to be a real process of completing it, lots of details, lots of questions, lots of think-about stuff, this is a real, you know, it's not a wimpy, just one-page business plan. This is an actual drill-down plan that it's frankly what all of you need. Um, once you get it done, don't hide it away in your desk, for God's sake. Leave it out and review it on a regular basis. And by doing so, that's going to keep everything um, – it's your roadmap. It's your GPS. It's going to keep everything fresh on top of your mind, reminding you why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and the, you know, the funny thing is that, is when you think about – one of our famous sayings, I think, is do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. It's something we've been saying forever on this podcast. Well, sometimes that, those words ring hollow because you're not really remembering. Well, why is it that I'm doing what I'm so I mean, so you know, psychologically you lose the scent. I get it. Well, that's the point of the business plan. You can go back there and you can remind yourself what you're working towards. You can look at the numbers. Um, somebody asked me recently if they can change their real estate treasure map. Of course you can. It's your plan. You, know, you can change it at any time. But I'll suggest that you never change your plan down. If you're finding yourself easily accomplishing the goals that you've set for yourself and you're doing it like, say, you, your 12-month goals you hit done by June, well, chances are you could probably have done a lot better a job of setting higher and harder-to-reach goals. So do take into consideration that it's always better to set your goals a little bit beyond what you, could, what you feel comfortable setting them towards, because if you set them below, then you're going to easily accomplish it and you're never going to really get very far in life. So set them above where you'd normally, uh, you know, normal people would have set their goals for, and then you'll find yourself at least reaching past your normal standard, um, you know, your normal operations. I, hopefully that makes sense. And, look, the easiest way to get the real estate treasure map is simply go to, uh, text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. Text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. And when you do, you're going to be sent a scheduling link to speak with one of our new member coaches, and you're also going to be given the link to download the real estate treasure map. So just go ahead and text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. So Julie, just jump in where you left off yesterday.
1: Yes, you got it. So just reminding them that if you missed the first half of this, just go to realestatecoachingradio.com and get caught up. So I'm not going to repeat those. Uh, The next point about how to use videos, and remember that we're helping you guys out with BombBomb Video, which is bombbomb.com. If you use the uh, affiliate link code, vid, as in video, vid.us forward slash Harris, vid.us forward slash Harris, you get some special podcast listener pricing. So really no excuses but to pursue this. All right, point number four, how to use videos. Inviting your database to events that you are hosting or attending. Examples would be past client appreciation parties. You know, you just interviewed John Walkinshaw. He does a huge Christmas party at the beginning of December. He invites his people using video. Uh, The Christmas picture parties are kind of a hot thing right now. I know some of our clients in Long Beach have actually invested in their own uh, photo booth, and they're using it for client appreciation parties, but they're also inviting them using video. So that's a good uh, use of that. And it's not just one video. You know, you send them the initial save the date and then a couple days before the event. You can send a video. And then at the event, showing all of your people having a great time. So there you go. Even a follow-up video would be fine. Now, excuse me. next, I mentioned this at the top of the call, uh, confirming appointments. So an example would be maybe it's somebody who you've got an appointment coming up with They're not from your immediate center of influence. They're not a repeat client. In other words, you don't know them that well. Uh, They might have been a sign call or a referral from a friend. Make them feel more comfortable when they show up because they know what you look like and they've heard your voice. Again, we've had coaching clients do this. I think you've got some new ones, Tim, in your email, um, you know, saying Merry Christmas or Happy Birthday. All of that's a great message. And it's so much more personal to see somebody doing that. Plus, you know it took more effort than just shooting a quick email or text. Uh, point number six, smoothing the transition to another party, like your transaction coordinator or a referral agent. This is a, actually a topic I've done quite a few times with teams. And it's, I'd say the most common issue would be sending somebody to a transaction coordinator because they don't know who it is. They don't even know what a transaction coordinator is. I'm doing business with you. Who's Sally that's calling me? Um, the second most common thing I've seen is a handoff from like a team leader to a buyer's agent. So the buyer's agent has no connection to the, uh, prospect. It was the team leader or the, if you want to call them rainmaker, the, or the, you know, you, okay. Most of you guys listening. And then whether you're referring that to a referral agent or a buyer's agent, you got to explain who they are. Do a video handoff. Stand next to them. Show that you're connected. Show that they're in good hands. So those are some of my, uh, off, you know, our outline uh, topic uh, bullet points, right? But I was also reminded, interest. yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, I got some interesting statistics, actually. BombBomb sent me some numbers. So uh, when cool. you use video versus a normal email, this is kind of fascinating analytical stuff, but it's still interesting. 81% of the time you'll get more replies if you send a video. 68% of, the, uh, of people using BombBomb video record, uh, convert more leads, and 56 report more referrals. And I think it just makes sense that that's true. Because it does allow people to feel more connected to you than just simply a, a, a text. It's sort of like the next level of communication. Now, again, I know you can do videos, and you can send the videos, and you can even, email, you know, you can text your videos, but you can't do it at scale. And that's what BombBomb does. That's again, that's the, that's the reason we're such great advocates of it. Because you make the video using their app, you then essentially load it to their system. And then they send the email out for you. In case you didn't know this, if you send a video out using, let's say, for example, Gmail in your email to maybe more than 10 or 15 people, you're going to get spammed. They're, they're not going to allow your message to go through, and it's going to show up in people's spam folders. So that's what BombBomb, that's a real secret sauce that they offer. Not you know, Obviously, their video app is pretty slick, too. But then you can send it to all your centers of influence and in past clients. And we talked about on the show yesterday how to segment your list so that essentially you're sending out more targeting messaging. So just keep this in mind. It's a very simple process to use. If you are even somewhat creative, your mind should be filling with all the different things that you're doing as a normal course of action that you could convert to videos now remember what Julie talked about yesterday and she mentioned it today is you can actually have a bunch of videos made and just start reusing them as part of a transaction or you know far as like a lead follow-up for something. Maybe you've got some sellers that you're chasing that are telling you, well, we'll list with you after the holidays. Why don't you go ahead and churn out like three, five, maybe six videos and schedule those all to go out to these people that have promised they're listing to you in the spring if you haven't gotten the contract yet signed, and then essentially keep on top of them. Now, we're not saying that this is a replacement for a phone call. It's really important you remember that. This is an addition to a phone call. It's something to reinforce the message. Um, you know, something else that I had another coaching client use Bomb Bomb for was the uh, same idea, centers of influence and in past clients. And it was one of these simple messages where it was like, "Hey, I, you know, happy holidays," or I don't even remember the reason for the reach out. But then it just was really short. The whole video was like 20 seconds, and he ended the video with, "Oh, by the way," it's just like it a sort of a thought that popped in his mind. "Oh, by the way, if you know of anyone that's thinking about buying or selling real estate that I should be helping, please do keep me in mind." And he got like six referrals from that. So this is what we're talking about. The, the, I like it because it's a combination of. Um, you're being proactive about your lead generation, but at the same time, it's also got a fairly, you know, it's fairly passive because no one's going to reject you, right? So those of you who are a little one foot in, one foot out about being proactive with your lead generation, this is kind of a, I think it's kind of your, uh, your safety vest as you walk into the real realm of real estate lead generation and being proactive lead generator. But don't treat this as your only source of lead generation. Treat this as a supplement. This is something to make your proactive lead generation easier in addition to it, and you can't put it on autopilot. And remember, the other cool thing about BombBomb is it, does allow you to look at the analytics of the people that have watched the videos. Then you can get in you can kind of like decipher, okay, well, I sent out, you know, 100 emails with this video wishing people happy holidays or centers of influence and in past clients, and I see, you know, these 20 people actually watched it. Or maybe you sent out a video about a market update, you know, interest rates, all these different things you can use this for. A quick update from You know, Julie Harris about what's happening in mortgage interest rates or what's expected to happen in mortgage interest rates over the next 12 months. If you see somebody that's watching it and you're in the mortgage business, for example, that's probably a really good lead. you guys get it? So, I mean, the levels of sophistication with the analytics when you're trying to predict people's behavior is endless. But the real gist of this is that higher-level form of communication than what most of you are doing, which is strictly emailing. Um so hopefully I've explained that sufficiently. Yeah. Julie, what were you about to say? Well,
1: uh so one of the things that I like the most about BombBomb in particular is everything that you said making, you know, taking it to a different level their efficiencies, their reporting, analytics, but they have this killer library. So I've seen uh, our clients that use BombBomb, uh, one of the favorite things that they do is called uh, consumer education videos. And these are really short. It sounds kind of intimidating, but it's not a big deal. So they do videos, for example, how much does it cost to sell my house? How much do I need for a down payment? How does FHA work? Should I go FHA or should I go conventional? What's a portfolio loan? How do I stage a home if I don't have a big staging budget? I mean, the list of topics goes on and on, right? Uh, One of our clients in San Francisco, she did a video – that was how to buy and sell at the same time in a hot market, how to, buy, uh, how to buy and sell without making yourself homeless or owning two homes at once. What's your strategy? And she talked about comparing things like if where you're going to has a really short days on the market and it's going to be competitive, maybe you want to sell your house first because you're not going to be able to write a contingent deal. It's consumer education or maybe even your database education, your past client education. Um, one of the ones that somebody did was how to prepare for your closing. Very simple, but evergreen. They're using it over and over and over prior to clients' closings. This is one of my Atlanta clients, <clears throat> uh, like Northern Mountain. It's not even really Atlanta. She lives in the mountains, right? So there's all of these little nuances that happen for her closings, different inspection things. Um, she'll say what you need to bring to closing. Little reminders like don't go finance anything new, like we talked about on our credit uh, Podcast. So you can do recordings that are not dated that you can use time and again. Something as simple as if you close all of your deals with the same title company, hey, here's the instructions. It's on the corner right across from the CVS. It'll take you about 10 minutes from your house to get there. You can park in the parking garage, it's not going to cost you anything. When you walk in the door, ask for Mary. She's your contact. You could do that and send it prior to every single closing. So I like that uh, consumer education. I like the customer service aspect of this. It's not just about prospecting, although, of course, that's my favorite part. All right.
0: So as we – well, there you go. So there's something all of you guys can be implementing right away. So, Julie, I've been having a lot of folks that are emailing me and they're asking about – Essentially, what would be the two or three critical things that all of them should be doing in preparation for um, the new year? And here we are, what three weeks from January first, twenty twenty? And they yep. always, and a lot of pod, a lot of podcast listeners who are not engaged in our coaching program, uh, they get a lot from the podcast and they really appreciate it. And you guys, a lot of you are book buyers and podcast listeners. Some of you buy our book from the podcast. A lot of you are buying our book and then discovering the podcast cross-pollinating, but here's the moral of the story. When you're asking specifically what you should be doing this time of year, the first thing you have to get done is your is truly your treasure map, your real estate business plan. We talk about that endlessly, and remember, we'll give that to you. Just text the word Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, to 31996. But when you're doing it, you've got to also schedule your free coaching call. Your coaching call is going to be a conversation with one of our new member coaches where they're going to talk to you about your specific plan for next year. Here's where I'm going to – and the question, Julie, I had wrote – I was actually working on this for a reply in an email for someone that just emailed me this very question for like the umpteenth time, and so let's just summarize it now, right? So when people ask me what they should be doing, it's easier to talk about what you shouldn't be doing. Because what you shouldn't be doing is a lot more plentiful than what, frankly, the things you should be doing are pretty simple, and they're pretty straightforward, and and they should be obvious. But what you shouldn't be doing are things like, for example, worrying about where to buy leads. Okay, So, Julie, let's do a quick brainstorm on what they shouldn't be doing. The things that they will waste time on that have become almost natural and normal in the real estate business, Mm -hmm. the types of thoughts and the types of actions will lead them to uh, really understand essentially crappy results. So I'll start with the first one of worrying about where you're going to buy leads. You guys spend way too much time on that. And buying leads is in, is in all forms. It means digital ad buying. It means ad, buying ads from Facebook, leads from Facebook, buying leads from any source whatsoever. That is going to ultimately end in pain for you. Now, Julie, why is buying leads for agents, <laughs> even though that's become a normal thing? Why is that something that you and I rally against?
1: Well, I mean, especially buyer leads, I, I, you know, I kind of flippantly joke about that, that you want some buyer leads, hold an open house open and follow our coaching on it. Don't just sit an open house, actually monetize an open house. It's one of the easiest things that you can possibly do. I bet our first 20 to 30 deals came from two or three really good listings and tons of open houses and killer lead follow-up. Partially because we didn't know any better, but later on, we really appreciated that it worked so well, okay? So, yeah, finding buyer leads, not that difficult. And the other thing that drives me crazy about it is when the quantity and quality isn't what you counted on, what do those companies say? Well, it must be your script. You're not following up good enough, but I'm giving you 100 impressions. An impression is not a transaction, people. So it, part of it is how the language has become making it the agent's fault. And you guys can spend yourselves into oblivion without doing a single deal. I had somebody so, uh, Coach Rochelle told me about had spent, against our advice, it was like $11,000 on one of these things and not done a single deal. It's insane. That was a New Year's. that, that fell into that.
0: Here's the next big uh, pothole of mistakes that you guys make. It's not focusing all your best energies every day on being listing agents. That's the biggest mistake you can make in your business and your career that will be – that's devastating. If you do not realize that as soon as you get your real estate license, you can become powerful listing agents, and the industry certainly doesn't tell you that, then that means you're going to fall prey to buying buyer leads. That means you're going to start thinking, well, I have to join a team. You're going to think you have to wear training wheels unnecessarily forever opposed to just deciding to become a powerful listing agent. Why wouldn't you obviously focus all your best efforts on becoming a powerful listing agent the second the ink on your real estate license is dry? Why would you wait? I know why, because it requires skill. I know why, because you're going to have to learn some things. You're going to have to overcome some fears. You're going to have to actually work to become good at something, because you know ultimately sellers are going to be a lot more particular about who they choose to do business with than a buyer would. As Julie says, working with a buyer is physical labor, and working with a seller is mental labor. Julie, what did you mean by that?
1: Well, I mean, quite literally, working with buyers, think about you know, the rest of the country is not 80 degrees like it is here in Puerto Rico. They're, they're shoveling their way to showings. Their lockboxes are frozen. It's literally physical labor, driving around, filling your car with gas, physical labor, spending hours on, on your uh, different resources trying to find the right house for those buyers, okay, versus – listings, yes, listings are more of a challenge because it's mental labor. How is that? Because you have to have a higher level of skill. That's just a fact. You have to have more objection handling. You have, it's more competitive. Typically, you're competing for listings. Maybe not always, but it's more likely than competing for a buyer. You know, you've got to be really accurate in your pricing. You've got to work your brain. That's what I mean by mental labor. But none of it is so hard that not 100% of our listeners can't learn it. None of it is difficult. It's just I think covered up by some of the other crap that, that pollutes agents thinking. I you asked other things they shouldn't be doing. I had a question on Premier the other day about branding. How much should I be spending on branding? You know, None. that's another black hole. None. You don't have Zero. to do that. <laughs> right. What about tweaking my website and paying somebody to manage it? What about a business Why did Facebook I, page?
0: Yeah, I, I mean listen to listen the list Listen to the interview I did with John Walkenshaw the other day, or frankly, all the other interviews I do. Guys, a lot of the things that you're being sold into believing are absolute lies. They just are. Um, And and here's how you know they're lies, because when you try to get those – hold those things – uh, accountable for actual, tangible financial results, they can't be. So when someone comes to you and they try to sell you a bunch, a big branding campaign, or work on your logo or your website or whatever it is, and then you're like sitting there thinking, well, okay, I guess that's what I'm supposed to do. That's you know. So guys, guys again, we're trying to drill down on the things you shouldn't be doing, and the things you shouldn't be doing are doing things you cannot hold accountable to to actual financial results. And if the answer is, well, one day, someday, maybe that will hopefully, possibly create a transaction for you. That is an enormous waste of time. And I want you guys to go back to the whole, your orbit and your entire real estate career should be focused on listings. And when you think like that, what's going to happen is you're going to start doing things that require you to get better at your skills because you don't want to lose when you're, when you're competing for a listing. A seller is going to be very, very particular who they work with. A buyer, not so much. A buyer is going to buy the house that they like, and really, at the end of the day, assuming you don't, you know, do something stupid when you're showing the house, the house sells itself. When you're working with buyers, you do not sell houses. Houses sell themselves. It does not require a lot of skill to work with buyers. Patience, sure. You have to negotiate a contract with an ordinary seller or buyer, yeah, absolutely. But skill like it does on the seller side, no way. But here's what happens as a result. And this kind of goes, we're circling the same concepts here of making consistent money. What happens as a result of when you realize what your real estate magic number is, which is something we teach you in the treasure map, it's the number of listings you need at all times to essentially meet or exceed all your financial goals. And again, this is part of the treasure map. Just text the word Harris to 31996. And let's say you determine your real estate magic number of listings you need to have at all times is five. Well, guess what, guys? and let's say you're in a marketplace where your average commission is $15,000, and let's say on average if you had five listings at all times, two would sell on average per month, you'd be making $360,000 a year. Yes, I know there's taxes and there's expenses and there's broker splits and all the rest of it, but get the concept of what I'm trying to share with you. So instead of worrying about all this other fanciful crap, why don't you just focus all your best energies on becoming a powerful listing agent? Get to and maintain your real estate magic number of listings that you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals. I just gave you, in what, 15 seconds, your entire business plan. Figure out, and again, it's part of the treasure map, figure out what your, your, the number of listings you need at all times to meet or exceed your financial goals. And then once you, the work is, you know, essentially accepting that that's your mission. And once you accept that's your mission, then learning the skills and mastering how to actually accomplish the goal. And once you actually get the number of listings, yes, you're going to have them sell. That's the whole point. But let's say your magic number is 20. As you're working, your average sale price is let's say 250 grand, and your average commission is 7,500 bucks. And every time you sell, you know, if you had 20 listings at all times, let's say you're in a buyer's market. So let's say 20 listings at all times might equal, uh, meh, five sold per month. Okay, so follow with me here, listeners. If you need 20 listings at all times in order to have a consistent five sell per month where you'd make basically $40,000 per month, that's basically the math right there, to make $480,000 a year. I'm sure everyone would like to do that. Well, again, figure out what your real estate magic number is and then work up to that number of listings. That's the work part. And the analogy we like to give you guys, because it's really true, it's like a plane taking off. When a plane is taking off, it uses the most amount of fuel when it's trying to clear the end of the runway. That's when the plane shakes and shimmies and, you know, you hear that it just sounds like it's about to, you know, the wings are going to fall. And then what happens is once it reaches cruising altitude, it gets quieter. And so what's happening is, as the plane's fighting gravity and clearing the end of the runway, what you're actually experiencing is the momentum that's building up to the point where it's at cruising altitude, and at cruising altitude, it gets quieter, the air smooths out, the pilot can actually trim the throttle back, and everything basically is on cruising altitude. Now, if that pilot decided he wanted to take it to the next uh, level up, maybe there's a storm cloud ahead, and he decides he wants to, you know, go above it, and then, well, he guesses throw the throttle in, you know, essentially putting more gas on, go to the next level. Your business should work the same way. So when you're working up to your magic number of listings you need at all times, that is essentially you working up to your cruising altitude. And once you're at cruising altitude, you can stay at cruising altitude as long as you maintain your magic number of listings at all times. Again, guys, this is your business plan. This is how complicated it should be. And yet you're spending all your time on these drip campaigns and these CRMs and worrying about your branding, right? It's silly. It's absolutely ridiculous. So you're cruising altitude and you decide you want a new house. You decide you want a second house. You decide you want to improve your lifestyle. You want to, you know, donate more money. You want to do whatever it is you want to do. And it's going to require, let's say, an extra 50 grand per year. Go back to the magic number formula of listings. Go back and, you know, review your treasure map, your business plan, and then recalculate. Maybe you only, now you need opposed to, you know, 15 or 20 listings at all times or five listings at all times. Maybe you need seven. So, put the gas on, throttle up, go to the next altitude, and then rinse, wash, rinse, repeat. That's how it works. Why is it that we as humans want to make it any more complicated than that? Because ultimately nobody else is telling you guys this. Because everybody else is telling you guys things that are going to essentially result in you wasting money on things that won't get you results. So if you want to know where you should be spending your money, if you want to know what you should be doing in the new year you have to start out with what you won't be doing because what you won't be doing, the list is pretty endless. What you should be doing are all the things that you're not doing. So I'm going to end today's podcast with this one question. If you guys, if there was a contest that in the next 30 days, everyone here, and I know some of you could do it in a week, I get it, but everyone listening right now, thousands of you, you had to take 10 listings. And when you took 10 listings and you got a tax-paid check, for $100,000. So all of you got to do is take 10 listings and you get a $100,000 bonus, right? That's it. If you had that and you have 30 days to do it, let's say, take 10 listings, $100,000 bonus, I want you to actually let your mind work on how would you do it. Some of you have no idea. You have no clue. The whole idea is intimidating. Oh, my gosh, how could I ever do it? Others of you, you're going like, well, I guess I'd call those damn this that I've been ignoring. I guess I'd listen to Tim and Julie and learn how to work expires. I guess I'd work my standards of influence and past clients. I guess I'd work the notice to defaults. I guess I'd work one of the 20 other ways that Julie and I tell you to to go after listings. That's what you would do, isn't it? But here's the thing. You're not doing it, are you? Why? Why aren't you doing it? You already know the answer. You know what you should be doing. Why aren't you doing it? Isn't that interesting? You should – Allow yourself to be introspective when you're answering that question. Is it because you don't have a clear path forward, your treasure map? You're just sort of like coasting? You've kind of lost focus on why you're in business, what your whole purpose is? Okay, get your treasure map done. Harris 31996, right? Text the word Harris to 31996. But for the rest of you who maybe have no clue what you should be doing to accomplish that goal, maybe you're new in real estate, well, use the holiday season to learn Drill down and don't procrastinate. Don't start telling yourself, "Well, get going again on it in the spring." No, you won't. You'll just do the same dumb crap you did this year that you did the year before. And the end of this year, you're going to be looking at your credit card balances and all the money you spent on branding and buying, you know, silly leads. And you're going to ask yourself, "Why the heck didn't I listen to Tim and Julie?" You know, three years ago when I originally told, when I originally heard them telling me what to do. Okay, direct enough f all of you. That is the truth what I just told you. And those of you who have been listening to to us for a long time, those of you who are coaching clients, you know it's true. You know what I'm telling you is true. Go back to the idea there's that contest, 30 days, 10 listings, 15 listings, whatever. $100,000, cash. You know what you would do, don't you? You know, could you do it? You could. If you absolutely put your mind on it. Now, here's the fun question you can ask yourself. And this is the premise of what I wanted to do in the second half of today's podcast. Answering the questions I've been getting from people who are asking me what should they be doing. Start with what you shouldn't be doing. So if you had the goal of taking 10 listings in 30 days and you got a $100,000 bonus, this is not even concluding the commissions. This is just a bonus because you did it. What would you stop doing? What would you decide that was not worth doing that you knew you know now is a waste of time? What would you stop doing? Interesting, isn't it? You'd stop buying leads. For sure, you would. You'd say, screw that. I'm going to go after the sellers that have their hands in their air. What? Yep, you just said it. You know you did. There are lists of sellers that have the people in your marketplace right now, lists that cost you nothing, who sellers have their hands in their air saying, please come list me. I need help. You know what I'm talking about. Expired Fisbos, notice defaults, all the other sources we tell you about. Those leads don't cost you anything. They're free. (laughs) But why don't you go after them? Because it requires skill that you don't have. Get it. Stop wasting time. Stop acting like you're in real estate. Become a true professional. Become somebody. You know what? Finally become the person that you sometimes pretend that you are, but in your heart of hearts you know you aren't. Why don't you actually become that vision of yourself that you fantasize about being? That's only going to come from you doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level, consistently, every single day, not just now and then. Hopefully this makes sense to you guys. Take, this, take advantage of this time of year in that it does give you an opportunity to reflect. Do the treasure map because it's going to take you through the whole mental, physical, emotional, <laughs> somewhat spiritual process of getting your head screwed on straight. Get that done. Stay focused. Guys, listen, <laughs> I am thrilled to tell you that all leading indicators are that 2020 is going to be another fantastic year. Going to have some headwinds. There's going to be a slow, you know, lack of inventory. You know, there's lots of conversations about that. But the recession talk seems to be, seems to have subsided, which I'm thrilled about, which is great. Now, how much longer is this boom market going to continue? How much longer is it going to be a seller's market in most of the country? I don't know. And yes, I know in the coastal markets where we have a lot of the top clients, you guys are certainly not in a seller's market anymore. You're in a buyer's market. But here's the nice thing even in markets where prices are depreciating, Seattle, Miami, how would you like to have to sell real estate where market where prices were depreciating and there was a recession? Then you'd be really screwed. So right now, you're in a you know, sort of the best of situation that you can possibly be in. It, yes, maybe a buyer's market. Maybe sellers are losing 15 20% on their properties, which is happening on the coast. All these things are true, but you don't have a recession, so people are not worried about their jobs, right? That's a good thing. You combine the fear of in, a loss of income with the fear of – a catching a falling knife because house values are depreciating like we had back in 07, 08 and part of 09. When you combine all those things, that's a totally different market. Many of you are never going to have to sell or have to know what it's like to sell in a market like what that was, thankfully. So take advantage of it, guys. Take this seriously. You are fortunate enough and you are smart enough to go through the efforts of getting real estate licenses. 90% of you are real estate agents that listen to us every day. Why don't you make the most of this? Stop screwing around. Take this seriously. Do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do it at the highest level. Go back to the mental exercise I gave you of that $100,000 prize in 30 days if you take 10 less things. Every one of you could do it. We have coaching clients that do it all the time. It's not that big of a deal. You just have to know what to say. You have to know what to do. You have to know what actions to take. You have to now take the right actions to actually implement what's necessary for you to accomplish that imaginary goal. And then make it real. You then start taking 10 listings per month. We have clients that take a listing a day. It's not that unusual. So listen, guys, if you need me for anything, it's 512-758-0206, 512-758-0206. Um, if you've not yet done this, go to vid.us forward slash Harris, vid.us forward slash Harris, and take advantage of that bomb discount code. They're knocking like hundreds of dollars off. I think you, they're giving you a free trial. Just go to vid.us forward slash Harris. You know, very rarely do we talk about somebody else's product on our podcast. We've we just been burned by it too many times. But we are believers in Bomb. Bon. They do a great job. So check that out. Just go to vid.us forward slash Harris. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching.
1: For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com.